There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Fangirl Zone. I am Sean Fangirl S. And joining me for a very special episode of Sci-Fi Talk is none other than Mr. Brandon Scott from Channel Zero. Hello and thank you and welcome. Hello, so glad to be here. So glad to be here. We have a true thespian coming to coming over here to the fangirl zone right know. now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm here. I have a rap. <laughs> you do a little bit of everything, which is just amazing. So first I want to ask, how did you even get started in the business? How did I get started? I went to, I'm from Alabama, went to NYU at NYU, or I guess just doing the training. And then, how did I get started? That's a good question. I got, I got lucky. I got lucky. I, I got a cool agent because I didn't get a job and the casting director recommended me for an agent. And just my team has been really awesome and started doing commercials and that was able to support the bills. And then, um, both some TV shows here and there. And then I think one of them moved up to Los Angeles and did Grey's Anatomy and then, that kind of like started pushing things in a certain direction. And uh, since then, I mean, I've been not been fortunate enough to do a whole bunch of random stuff, which is awesome because I feel like I, I really enjoy any challenge. And I, I like to be a versatile entertainer, let's say that. So, um, so yeah, I, I don't know if that answered your question. But. <laughs> well, we get to see you on screen and then we get to hear you a lot more often than I think most people realize because you do voice acting for animation. And some for video games. And Hell yeah. <laughs> it just seems like that would be really fun. But how do you get in the mindset for all of these different acting roles, whether it's actually on screen or just portraying everything through your voice? Yeah, I'm still figuring some of that out. I think the, the animation, it, it's just evidence to have a playful child, which, I mean, growing up, I did a lot of imagining and creating random characters. <laughs> and so... um so some of them work, which is awesome, just to kind of jump into uh, some animation stuff. I just pull on the characters who I created a long time ago, and fortunately some of them work. And then other stuff, it's just, I, I think each project, I'm still figuring out how to jump into things, but each project kind of dictates, okay, what needs to happen? Do I need to be in my body a bit more? Do I need to be a bit more in my voice? Do I need to be a bit more in my some understanding of this character beyond myself? And... uh I can throw a lot of stuff against the wall and see what sticks and then just <laughs> freak out in front of the camera and hopefully it could work, you know, because it's, it's, it's fun, but it's also, uh, uh, it's just kind of like you just, you just hopefully having fun and it works. So, well, speaking of, like I'm not answering any of no, you are, you are. Speaking of having to make up some characters, you are back in Channel Zero, Dream Door, and you are up against a very creepy character this time. Not that the Peach family wasn't creepy last time, but what was it like having to play off this contortionist 
who just is in that creepy mask. I mean, I feel like that was even creepier than Rutger Hauer. Yeah. Troy James, who plays Purple Jack, he just, he loves what he does. He loves doing these unnatural things that make people's heads explode and also creep them out. So it was kind of, there was very little acting required at times because just from the get-go, Troy would just, you know, he, he introduced himself and then he contorts into a locker, you know, and so that's, that's who he is. And I remember the, one of the first times he was in the mask, he then proceeded to do his Troy contortionist stuff, but not just to like show, but just to kind of like get in people's like space to do it. And just, he really freaks people out in a good way. And, he, and it's, you know, it's all fun, but he really has to enjoy people's reactions to that. So when you have an actor like that, and he's just a lovely and such a like warm-hearted spirit. It's just again, no acting required. You just get on set, let Troy freak you out. That's all. Just, <laughs> just, just stand, stand there and let him fire crawl to you. It's like phenomenally, like supernaturally fast as he does, and all these things he does like in camera, you know, in in real time. And you'd be surprised at how fast. He can chase after you with that fighter car, how high he could jump, or some weird way in which his arm goes around his head. Next thing you know, it's the knife is like, you know, <laughs> next to you. You're, all you got to do is just stand there and react to it. So a lot of those were actual reactions, not just acting, huh? Well, for the most part. I mean, every now and then I have to look up at like an X on the, on the you know, the apple on an apple box because <laughs> of however it was framed. But. But it was much better to have Troy there because he, he just, what he does is just out of this world. Yeah. And there's a great, I don't know if you've seen his, uh, Steve Harvey, he did the, um, like America's Got Talent or one of those things. And just like the reactions that people naturally have while watching him do this thing in person, that's just what we were doing on set all the time. Did, did you do your own stunts in this one? I did do my own stunts. I did do my own stunts except for maybe one. One stunt I didn't do. I wanted to do that stunt, but actually stunt double the ball. So like there's a flip at some point um, when being chased by Pretzel Jack. He did that one, but everything else, uh, well, not the car stunt. Okay, now I feel like, okay, we think that. <laughs> I did a lot of stunts. I didn't do the car stunt. I did all the swimming stunts, and I did some like other like fighting and jumping and things like that. But uh, um, I was trying to get my Tom Cruise on as much as I could. <laughs> As long as you don't break anything. Without, exactly. Just trust me. I will. I will. I will break something and then ruin production. So there were there were times where they're like, you know, what, man, and maybe not this one. But uh, whenever it was one that I think everyone felt very comfortable with me doing, I did. And uh, it was a lot. I love. Like I'm a martial artist, so um, I, I I love doing things like that. And um, and this really this season was. I mean, I got to do. We all got to do so many things. But I at Tom got to. Do so many things that are like a dream for I think any actor with people especially. It's a very cool. Now this was repeating for you to get back into Channel Zero. Was that something that was planned or just it was happenstance? You know, it it just happens it was happenstance because I think they make an effort to find a new cast every time. And I had heard that they couldn't find just the right person for this role. And so um at one point uh, the showrunner hit me up and said, do you mind auditioning for it? And I was like, I had such a great experience last night on Channel Zero. I was like, sure, yeah, whatever. Like, whatever it is, I don't even need to read it. I'm, I'm there. <laughs> and then I read it, and 
fell in love with it even more. And I was like, I will fight for this role. I will I'll audition as many times as you need me to. And, um, but it just, there's something about this character that just, this is the type of role that I, I'm always attracted to. He's like, uh, capable, but like flawed, but trying to do the best they can, but like troubled and relationship. But then you also throw in stunts and you throw in some monsters and stuff. It was just like, yeah, sign me up. And so just that happenstance, I think, or synchronicity somehow all lined up. And luckily I was able to play the part. Well, I'm definitely glad you're back because this one was super creepy. And so I don't spoil anything. We're going to just say the level of creepiness just kind of keeps notching up. And then there's a couple of just really weird parts, but very happy you're in it. Thank you. Thank you. I I was glad to be back. And I just love how every, every season is so different in terms of tone or even style, like shooting style. And, uh, and just like, I felt like Butcher's Block was very David Lynchian, surreal dreamscape, like dream logic going on. And then I, how did I, I called, I, I feel like Dream Door. I mean, I haven't seen it yet. You're way ahead of me if you've seen all of them. But I remember when we were shooting it, I could keep saying like indie popcorn blockbuster, whatever that means, like indie horror blockbuster. Because I feel like the tone that's hit is just, it's fun. It's scary. It's creepy. But it's something that I just wish almost could be seen in a movie theater because I would love to see the audience's reaction through the season collectively. And, uh, but, uh, maybe I'll have a viewing party. I'd agree that that would be amazing up on the big screen because some of these things had me kind of worried about sleeping at night, to be honest. Really? Oh, good. How did you watch it? Did you watch it on a laptop or did you watch it on? Yeah, I watched it on my desktop, but my husband happened to be out of town. I'm like, this was a bad idea. (laughs) Have you, did you watch it with headphones on? I did. Even worse idea. The worst. Sound tape is so amazing. It's like, yeah, oh, my goodness, I, I'm surprised. <laughs> you slept it off. <laughs> I know you have an album dropping, too, and you go under the name sure. Icarus. Do you want to talk about that for a moment? Sure, yeah. So I've always done music, and um, so me and uh, my – I went to college with Malcolm Barrett, Rufus and Timeless, and we uh, then just got together and started creating some music, and so um, – Icarus comes from, because I've always been attracted to, like, Greek mythology, and I was always into the idea of, I'm from Alabama, and um, just the idea of me going into theater was, uh, I was very supported by my family, but a lot of people in the community were kind of like, what are you doing? And so I've always had this dichotomy of, like, Daedalus is the father who's very much, like, when when they, they escape from Crete, in the Minotaur, Daedalus is like, fly low, don't fly too high. And so there's always this, there was a side of me that was like, oh, maybe I should do this. You know, I should, I should do something with security and I should um, not follow this dream. And then there's the Icarus part that's like, yo, fly, man, just fly. And like, even if it doesn't happen, if your wings get burned or whatnot, at least you saw the sun. And so that was something that like, the, I feel like I have two parts of me. Sometimes I'm like very much the, the safe person and then sometimes I'm like, you know what, man, just fly. So so that's where it started with Icarus V Daedalus, which V stood for versus, almost like me trying to figure out like, okay, well what am I gonna do? Am I gonna pursue this dream? Am I gonna or am I gonna do the secure thing? And then I would go by I V D 
and then it got shortened to Icarus V by my friend, and then now it's just like Icarus. Icarus where it comes from. That's that's like exciting. Like I said, you you've done everything. What's the next thing that you you are ready to do? The next step? I'm gonna run for the presidency. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm starting to write. I really um, am hungry to see uh, some cool fantasy that I, me and some of my friends always dream up and uh, that we we're, um, we uh, we have some ideas of like where we want to see that fantasy go. So I'm trying to write some stuff in that world. And so that's the next thing, probably writing and then eventually, I don't know, maybe directing. And then sometimes I, I, I look at Elon Musk and I'm like, man, I would love to <laughs> go into rock science. So uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm a bit, I just love I'm, I'm curious about a lot of things and um, and hopefully blessed with a long enough life to where I can explore a lot of things cause, um, because it's just, I love learning and, um, and there's just so many things that I want to do is whether I have time to do them all and can do them, all, do them well. Wow. You're going to have a lot on your plate because I somehow see you doing all of this. I always have a lot on my Maybe I need to write a fantasy story about a rocket scientist who runs for the president. Maybe then I can get all that <laughs> wrapped into one project and then boom. Well, there you go. Everybody needs to follow you to watch for you doing this this incredible, crazy movie that I'm sure would come up. Or possibly you could put it on sci-fi as a series. You know, who knows? Yeah, yeah. This is, this is, this is a good one right there. Don't Don't take that idea, though. No. <laughs> No, but we'll no, be no sure to follow. <laughs> we'll be sure to follow you, though. That's awesome. Okay, so cool. Yeah, and if we check out the album when we're we're about to release the video, and um, yeah, if you like, I mean, it's it's like a it's a it's a it's a um Halloween themed album. I'm the worst at pitching what it is, but it's like a fun album. It's like fun. It's scary, but you can rock out to it. You can nod to it, and so um, I just feel like October is like a fun month for just Channel Zero and this. Funhouse album with my band, but there's something else perfect about. Man, I guess it's Halloween. It's, it's the time of like revelry and costumes and having fun, having a good time. This is like my favorite holiday, so I'm right there with you. What are you going to be for Halloween? I'm going to be laid up because of surgery, but I am decorating my house, and we'll no. see. We'll see how many kids make it past the not so great candy bowl to the much better candy, which is going to be back by the creepy scary nuns in the black light. So we'll see what happens. Are you are you gonna scare some kids? I did last year with my it setup, so I think doing something from the nun, yeah, they may not make it to the actual chocolate and they'll just take all the gummy candy at the end. Good for you. I like that plan. I support that plan. <laughs> you save the good stuff for yourself that way. Alright. <laughs> so thank you so much for joining us. I know your time's limited. I'm sorry. Make sure you guys all follow Brandon on Twitter at Brandon O. Scott. Of course, when Channel Zero is on, which will drop at 12.01 on October 27th, you'll be able to see the whole series. You can follow along and tweet along at Channel Zero Sci-Fi and make sure you tag Brandon when you're tweeting along because last season he kept throwing tweets to us, which we thank you for. And of course, follow along for the album at the Sin City LP on Twitter. And Brandon, again, thank you so much for joining us and taking your time to talk to us today. Hey, Sean. So, such a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. Have a great day. Okay. Take care. Bye. Bye.